you have probably heard Pastor Leonid before, uh, I, and if you haven't, you're in for a treat. He is an amazing pastor. Uh, he has been pastoring in Perm, and uh, he, he helps lead a church of about 3,000 members, um, and uh, just a phenomenal work. They do work in the prisons. They do work uh, in, through rehabs. They have several rehabs where they take people from addiction into becoming uh, able to work and get out on their own. They work in orphanages. Uh, the government is not doing a fantastic job with orphans, um, specifically when they age out of the system. So they've built homes to be able to house these guys and give them uh, work skills and then be able to get them into the job market. Um, they're helping with uh, several people who have developmental disabilities as well as handicaps. So they're just basically being Jesus all over Russia, and uh, I know that you guys are going to love and appreciate Leonid. We're very excited to have him come and share uh, a word uh, today. So can we just welcome uh, Pastor Leonid, a Christ Center welcome. We're so excited. Thank you very much. I'm very pleased to be here amongst you today. Thank you. Bless you. I'm very pleased to be here. And it's very good to sense the atmosphere of the Holy Spirit in this place. Holy Spirit is the same anywhere in the world. He is the same. Whenever you open your heart up, He is filling you up. Therefore, today I feel filled with the Holy Spirit, with His holy presence. Praise God. You probably have many questions for me. Maybe one of those uh, pressing questions is how did I personally affect the elections in this country? Uh, to tell you the truth, maybe we were extremely busy. We were praying and fasting and serving the people who need serving in our country. We just rejoiced when the election was over and that you elected a new president. <laughs> that was the involvement. We were so used to the president in our country we're so used to our own president uh, being non-changeable for so many years. We're just surprised and happy for you that you did change something. And of course, the tag-along question is about Russian hackers supposedly interfering in our life here. Я хотел также узнать об этом, хотел войти в интернет, но как только въехал в вашу страну, мой компьютер работать перестал, поэтому не знаю, что сказать. So I'm very sorry that I cannot give you an exhaustive answer to all your questions. 
One thing I know for sure. Everything changes in this world. It will change. And possibly it might not get better. But I know one thing for sure that our God does not change. And the thing that I'm here with you is a great testimony to me personally that God never changes. And that his commands that we live by as Christians they are bringing us together, not separating us. They're making our relationships stronger and make them more fruitful. Because we are one family. And to God, he doesn't care about the borders, political regimes, any government authorities. God only cares about one thing. It's the heart that's um, hungering after him that is hungering to do the will of, uh, of his. And then he is able to do the impossible. He is uniting nations and uh, countries with people that are very different from other people. And he helps us to perfect the great uh, works of God all over the, the earth. I'm so thankful to God that God once united our hearts together and that we're still together doing the great works of God. I'm very thankful for you personally and your church for your support in uh, helping us establish and plant new churches in our country. And one of these uh, this churches is uh, uh, Pastor uh, Alexander um, in Yaiva, in the northern part of the region. Uh, it's been more than a year that they've uh, rented a building out in that um, in that city and they are congregating together. They have um, 20 people that always come to church and many more who join at some points. Please keep praying for our country. Because there are quite a few places that, uh, where people haven't heard about Jesus Christ yet. There are, some, there are some traditions, rituals, uh, even within the Orthodox Church. But it does not in any way help people to actually show up to church and to uh, serve the Lord. And it's uh, the interesting thing is because of all the rituals and all the traditionalism in the church, it, what it does to people when they see a new thing come up, the people who are really going after God's heart, people freak out and they are afraid of that. And um, we're oftentimes called an American church in Russia. Russia. <laughs> 
So for, uh, to me, you are on the other side of the spectrum. You are a Russian church to me. Я также хотел бы поздравить всех отцов. На прошлой неделе в вашей стране был замечательный праздник, День Отца. And uh, being a little bit late in my timeline, I still want to wish Happy Father's Day to all of you dads. Я надеюсь, вы еще не забыли и не только один раз в году являетесь отцами. And I hope you don't forget that that's not the only time when you are feeling yourself as dads. Вы знаете, я верю, что мы как верующие люди, мы имеем I, I believe that as Christians we have a special responsibility before God. We have a great example of an awesome and powerful heart of the Father. The heart of our Heavenly Father. It's a special responsibility that we have, as the Apostle Paul was mentioning, that there's uh, many um, teachers but not too many fathers, to paraphrase. So it's very important for us as fathers to take that responsibility so that our children and the children of our children would follow him. And to, and to me, it's like a special, almost special responsibility personally because I was not raised in the Christian family. In 1993, I got saved in 1993 um, when God entered my heart. And it was a year after my mom got saved. She started going to church and she was praying for me. I was 17. But I uh, remember it as it was today, what the Lord had done in my heart. The biggest thing that I remember uh, receiving as I got saved was a desire to serve him. And to feel his love. I wanted to do absolutely anything and everything that he wanted me to do. Because no one has ever loved me or still loves me the same way as my Heavenly Father does. And I always long for this to stay in my heart, this uh, part of his love to dwell in my heart. And so that I can transfer that into my kids and to the future generations. There is a scripture uh, in Psalm 78, verses 3 to 8, and I'm going to read that to you which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us, we will not hide them from the children, telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord, and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. For he established a, a testimony in Jacob, and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers, that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, the children who would be born, that they may arise and declare them to their children, 
that they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments and may not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that did not set its heart right and whose spirit was not faithful to God. There's uh, three kinds of responsibilities um, on the fathers. Is to teach their kids to cast their uh, cares upon the Lord. To not forget the works of God. And to keep those commandments in their hearts. I believe that uh, fatherhood is a huge, huge thing. It's not just birthing, uh, birthing the kids or... But, but also take part in teaching them and showing them the way to go. I think there is a responsibility and some things that the Lord wants us to do uh, and will ask us uh, for the things yet to come. Our passivity or our active or our active works and pursuit in the things that we do and um, sometimes our lack of motivation can't prevent us from raising our kids and to show them how to be good parents, good fathers and mothers that would affect as a chain reaction, many other people. Uh, and you know, one of the, um, the questions that I hear the most from my five-year-old son uh, is this. He constantly asks me, Dad, do you love me? And you know, I'm like feeling like Peter sometimes. I get tired of it. Of course, I love you. And sometimes I come back with my with a question of my own, say asking him, "Do you love me?" But but I understand at the same time his desire to hear about love. To hear of this necessity of the, and this hunger for love. We adopted him when he was a year and a half old. And maybe he has never experienced the real love in his life prior to that. So his desire in receiving this love is constantly grown. He wants to hear it. And an interesting thing that my uh, three daughters, um, um, how do you say it, natural, my own three daughters, <laughs> my own blood daughters, don't ask me that question too often. And I think that's because uh, they were always wanted. We always prayed for them, even before they were conceived. We uh, 
put all this love and all this prayer and all this acceptance into them already. But there are so many kids in this world that uh, are yearning for this love, to, to feel loved. And it's great to see that in your church you have so much uh, going on for the kids, that you take care of your kids, that you're ministering to your kids. You're influencing the future generations by doing this. Because you know uh, what the most important thing is in that. And I think all of us sometimes want to hear the same thing from our Heavenly Father saying, you're my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. But even if you open the Bible, uh, between the lines you can hear this message over and over again, I do love you, I do care for you, my son or my daughter. The whole scriptures, uh, the whole creation, anything that surrounds us uh, tells us how much he loves us. I like that proverb in uh, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, verse something. And I think uh, it's, it's a great example of a true father, father's love. It's uh, the proverb, uh, I mean, the story of the prodigal son. This story shows father's love so strongly and so um, clearly. But I want you to pay attention to those two sons in that story. That father had two sons. И первый сын был потерян в мире. Он ушел из дома. Он забрал то, что он не заслужил. И он потерялся в этом мире. Он был будный сын. Вы знаете, когда он вернулся, он не рассчитывал ни на что. Он готов был быть слугой в доме отца. He was ready to be a servant in his father's house. But his father's heart was so big that it was able to accommodate him back or take him back a person who once betrayed him. That uh, picture of a meeting when the son runs towards uh, the father runs towards his son and saying, my lost son that was dead but has found again. What is our Heavenly Father rejoicing over? It's when even a single soul comes back to his house. And uh, two stories uh, before that story, he's talking about the about a lost sheep and then uh, a lost coin. It all points us to how Father sees this. And maybe in this, uh, using the simple example, he shows us that uh, it's not much that we need to be happy. 
обгонила маленькую подвеску золотую. One time my wife was getting ready for some function and she dropped a a golden brooch or something. Место, где она стояла, было не широкое, достаточно узкое, зеркало, ничего нету, упала подвеска, и она не может ее найти. It wasn't like a huge room, it was a smaller room, just a mirror and some other furniture, but it just dropped and she couldn't find it. Она искала, она взяла метлу, начала мести, чтобы попытаться She was looking for it and then she took a broom, she was cleaning it, brooming it, and find it. Уже мне пришлось прийти к ней на помощь. So... And then she summoned him to help her look for it. And I was doing anything I could to find it. I was even thinking about breaking off the floorboards to look for it. It was a loss. And we were praying and just miraculously in the same way we lasted, we just found it, just showed up. We were happy about it. My wife was happy that she found a brooch, and I was happy that my wife was happy. You know, man, it's better for you when your wife is happy. <laughs> so, therefore, make them happy. Знаете, второй сын. So the second son. Он был хорошим сыном. He was a good son. Он всегда был в доме отца. He was always at his father's house. Он всегда делал то, что отец ему говорил. He was always doing the will of his father. Он был послушным. He was obedient. Он был примерным. He was an exemplary child. Но когда его брат вернулся, but when his brother came back, вы знаете, сын не захотел. That son refused to enter the house for some reason. He was really bummed. That son was born of the same father, but his heart was completely different than his father's. If the first son was lost in the world, the second son was lost in the home of the father. Then the second, the second son was lost in his own, in his own father's house. My friends, we can get lost in father's house sometimes. Us having anything that the father has given us and possessing anything he has, we have a propensity not to value that. When our father told us, son and daughter, Anything I have and everything I have is yours. Why aren't you happy? Your brother is back and he's alive. But his heart was different. He lost something there. He missed something. Something important that was in his father's heart. You know, I don't necessarily know who was guilty and whose responsibility it was in that whole deal. But one of my prayers is for my heart not to stay, not to turn like that. Yes, we get offended. Yes, we are hated. 
нас могут гнать. Не потому что мы плохие, не потому что мы это заслужили. Not because we're bad or we deserve it. Потому что это делали Иисусу. Because they did that same thing to Jesus. Но мы не имеем права. But we have no right. Позволить нашему сердцу огрубеть. To let our hearts uh, harden. И когда одна потерянная душа возвращается. And when that one lost uh, soul comes back to Jesus. Как важно сохранить эту радость. It's important to preserve that joy. Которую имеет наш небесный отец. That uh, the same joy that our Father has. Несмотря на то прошлое. It doesn't matter what the, their past is. Maybe something, some bad things that that person did in the past. Can we be happy and, and joyful when someone is coming back to his father or to her father? Maybe it's the same person who wronged you in some way. Maybe it's the same person who offended you. Maybe it's someone who stepped over your principles. But he or she was dead. But now they're alive. They now have a chance to start over. And this is in the heart of our Father. Uh, God does not God does not give up on us so, so long as we're alive. He always is ready to give us a new chance if we come back to the Father's house. But we as fathers have responsibility so that these kids that are lost and daughters and sons that they would come back into the Father's house. We need to pray. We need to minister. And we need to dedicate our lives to our kids. And not only to our blood children, but also um, to the kids who do not have fathers or mothers. And uh, I have some statistics for you. In, in Russia these days, uh, they estimate the orphans numbering about 654,000. And the sad thing is that 84% of these kids have living parents, and, but they've been orphaned. It's a very sad thing. My, my son Nikita, his parents are alive. But they rejected him. They were stripped of their parenting rights. You know, it's interesting that every year in Russia, 50,000 fathers and mothers are and annually in Russia about 50,000 parents lose their rights. And 44,000 of those 50,000 do it uh, uh, of their own will because of their drug or alcoholism addiction. 
что эти дети попадают в детские дома. But the scary thing is that the, then the, those kids um, make it into the orphanages. Из-за нашей системы они практически лишены возможности в будущем адаптироваться в обществе. And uh, because of our not really good in, in Russia imperfect system, they lose opportunity to be adapted back into society once they reach 18. 10% of out of all these kids in the end adapt into society or reintegrated into society. 40% become uh, drug addicts and alcoholics. 40, uh, the other 40% uh, make it into the crim uh, end up in the criminal world and end up in prison or dead. And 10%, uh, the remaining 10% commit suicide. It's uh, scary statistics. And, uh, but, but at the same time, uh, reading all this, I feel responsibility upon myself and the church to do something. One time, God has called me to minister in prisons. And you know, I've never been in prison myself. But I knew that I was called to do that because uh, God wanted me to go and do that. Больше 20 лет мы служили, посещали разные тюрьмы. And over 20 years we've, we've gone to multiple prisons and ministered to the prisoners. But two years ago, um, um, like a, a high wig person over the prison system was replaced. And they put a new one who is an old, an old dude, but he's also like a staunch communist person in his background. So he denied us access to any and all prisons. For the long time we prayed and fasted. And God uh, was letting us to go into those prisons. Through this one loophole that that guy couldn't close and it was the program called um, Angel's Christmas Tree. We would come into prisons on the pretext of talking to mothers and fathers, asking them if they wanted to uh, wish Merry Christmas to their kids and to send some gift to them. And of course, as you figure out, people in, uh, in prisons do not have an opportunity to do anything for their kids. <laughs> Lots of mothers uh, before they go to jail they tell their kids that they're going on a long work trip or some of them say that they go into space uh, just to spare their kids the agony of knowing that their parents are going to prison. But we would go in and uh, tell them that we'll, we'll make up the gift package, we'll put the Bible, we'll put some gifts in that package. And we'll find uh, an opportunity uh, to go and wish Merry Christmas to your kids and bring those gifts on your behalf.
So every year we um, print special postcards. And we give it to the mothers who signed them personally uh, with their uh, wishes and whatever words they want to put on those postcards. And a couple of days before Christmas we talked to our church to our church body to encourage them to volunteer and to deliver those gifts. And we go into the apartments, houses, different families. And most of those families are not, um, not doing well socially, financially. So we train and encourage our, uh, our, our people to go in and... Um, Minister to those people. So last year we've reached uh, 623 children. We gave them a colored Bible. We gave them a Christmas gift. And we had an opportunity to talk and fellowship with their relatives. And we also had a chance to visit with their parents who are in prison. And you know, looking at it, it's been an upgrade from what we used to do before. We just go to a prison and talk to the prisoner. Now we had access to their family. You know, sometimes when God closes something down, he opens up something better and bigger. And there's this one story I want to share with you. It affected me uh, personally, uh, had a deep impact on me. So one of our sisters, she went uh, to deliver the gift into her family. So there was a grandma, she was trying to raise up her two grandkids. Uh, they're three and five years old. And uh, their mother was in prison uh, numerous times because of her drug addiction. So our volunteer uh, came in, our sister came in to present those gifts. So uh, being a Russian grandma, she asked her for tea. And she told her the story. So she was so desperate that she actually confided in her that a couple days before that lady came in to visit her, she had thoughts of actually taking her two uh, grandkids and, and throwing them out of her balcony and then jump herself. And her reasoning for it was that I really did not want them to follow in, her, in their mother's step. I cannot, uh, I could not change my daughter and I was feeling like I was not influencing my grandkids either. But that meeting changed uh, her desire, her outlook. 
she received hope. После этого она еще приходила на несколько мероприятий в церкви After that, um, with her grandkids, she would go to our church meetings and to several functions we we do. И таких семей много. And you know, there's lots of families like that one. Different destinies. Но если мы сможем повлиять на нескольких. But if we can even affect a couple out of those hundreds. И сохранить жизнь и дать надежду. And to preserve, uh, let them, help them to preserve their life and give them hope. This is what our Father is going to be really joyful about. It's going to be a true joy in our hearts that's going to give joy to us. It's beautiful that as mothers and fathers having... Um, being adopted by our heavenly fathers who have that opportunity to influence all those kids that have no fathers and mothers. So this one little girl, she liked singing and she had, um, she lived with her grandmother and uh, she was going to go to a concert. And she was frantically looking for a dress. So our volunteers showed up and they saw the need and they went out and bought her a beautiful dress for the concert. And she had a great performance and started going to church. Started praying for her mother. Today, her mother is in church. Бабушка, her grandmother is in church. And her father. Слава Богу. Вы знаете, я хотел бы в заключение еще показать небольшой ролик, прежде чем мы помолимся. Praise God. Before I finish, I would like to, um, to show you a little clip. Can we do that? And uh, after that, we can pray. And uh, this uh, little clip talks about what, uh, what we do. What the future holds for us and what the world is really like. But we know for sure that parents are sent to us as guides. We perceive the world through them. They form us and teach to make steps on our own. When a life lesson seems to be unfair and hard, they are there for us. They don't stop being our parents. Hi, Mom. I miss you. I want you to come back soon. I think everyone should have a real family, a real mother and a real father. We often face the concept of social orphanhood. In every country, there have always been children left without parents for different reasons from changes inside the country to personal mistakes that lead to the loss of freedom and the right to family happiness. The result, however, is always the same, a sign of orphanhood and a deep feeling of loneliness and rejection in the heart of child who hasn't made this choice. When will you come back, Daddy? Will you take me home? 
Even when the situation seems to be hopeless, there is a way to restore the hope. Angel's Christmas Tree Project was created to help people in hard life circumstances. A whole set of programs became the foundation for social and psychological rehabilitation of women and men, serving their sentence in prison and having young children at home. My mom is my favorite. She is the best. I love her dearly. To believe again that your family supports you and your child is waiting for you at home, despite of all circumstances, became possible. The Angels Christmas Tree Project helps to restore relationship with parents who are imprisoned. Every year, thousands of volunteers all across Russia make Christmas a real celebration for many families helping them to keep faith in miracles. We believe that through this social and charity work, children will gain back loving mothers and fathers and parents new values and meaning in life. Hi, Mom. Merry Christmas to you. I can't even believe what I'm telling you all with right now. I'm missing you so much. I'm about to cry. Angels Christmas Tree Project. Um, I'd like to ask all of us to pray. I believe that anything happening in this world is, uh, is being shaped in some ways by our prayer. Whenever we ask for the will of our Heavenly Father, we can see things happen. And I'd like you to join me in a prayer just to for my country as well. And of course, you hear a lot of about this um, mean Russians are big problems with Russia in the world, but there's a lot of real great needs within the country. A lot, lots of people who need Jesus. And, and I believe that as we are praying and asking the Lord for a change, that God can effect that change. And another of my prayers is that, uh, that he would make our hearts to be the same as his heart in, in these issues. Let us all um, stand up and pray. And also another thing um, I wanted to mention that if you guys are interested in ever being part of this program or participating in some way, you're always welcome to come and be a part of it. I'm very happy for one of your own 
Herb Christensen, who once came and was part of our ministry there. He, he was one of those special people with the Father heart of God who was able to unite and to have great influence. And I believe that in your church there are some people who would be willing to continue what was started. Because it wasn't just Herb Christensen's doing. It was our Father's work. So let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we're so thankful to you that you adopted us once, that you accepted us into your family, that you called us uh, your own children, and now we are in your house. Whatever is yours is ours, because you love us. But we are praying, Lord, about thousands and millions of lost people, about those people who are lost in this world. Help us, Lord, to find those people and to bring those souls back into your house. We're praying for, for that and so that you will put it in, in our hearts a greater Father's love so that we may love the way you love so that we influence as fathers and mothers um, the future generations and to affect the destinies of many uh, and destinies of those orphans and the destinies of those who are now lost in the name of Jesus. I'm thanking you, Father, that you once united us different nations, different people, but you gave us one heart, one love, and one spirit, and I'm thanking you for it. In the name of Jesus, amen. I think it's so amazing to uh, see how God has the same message and the same plan for every nation, doesn't he? And as we're seeing just the, the example of God's priorities of the orphan, the widow, those that are in prison, and the poor, and you see the overlap, don't you? And I just think it's awesome to see that our brothers and sisters in Russia are responding to the same call that we're responding to here in the United States. It's it's just so good, isn't it, to see what he's doing all over the world. Well, I want to give you an opportunity to sow into uh, Leonid and, uh, and the work that he does. And so the ushers are going are gonna to pass the, uh, the uh, baskets, and we want you to just give according to your ability and to uh, the desire in your heart that, that he could continue to be blessed in his ministry and God would continue to, uh, to prosper these ministries. The thing that I'm so blessed by Leonid, oh, you can grab a seat. Uh, it's gonna, I'm going to be two minutes while we pass those, so they're passing those right now. But the thing I wanted to commend to you about Leonid that has really um, challenged me and, and, and refreshed and encouraged me is to watch uh, Leonid minister because he does pastor, uh, he's one of the, I think he's uh, second or third in command, <laughs> command's probably the wrong word, <laughs> in head foot washing. 
um, at a ch- in a church of 3,000. And, uh, but he's one of the most humble people that I've met. And he'll go and he'll pour his heart out you know, in two services uh, in the church of 3,000. Or he'll go and pour his heart out for like six prisoners in a prison in, the, in, the, you know, in Siberia. Or, or to a small group where we've gone to home churches in these small villages where they minister. And he's the same guy with the same passion and the same heart. And uh, it's just really encouraging to me. And I guess I just want to commend uh, Leonid for his heart and his faithfulness. And I want you to know this man. And I want us to continue to work together. So I love you, brother. Thank you for all that you're doing. And uh, thank you guys for sowing as the Lord so leads you. So may the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. May he lift up his countenance upon you. And may he give you shalom. Go and share the good news and love each other well. We'll see you soon.